If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. We have several, no more than four, of course, versions of Easter. Every one of them is an attempt to capture what happened. Every one is an attempt to put ourselves in the place of the resurrection. But this one from John is just so simple and so much of a testimony You heard the gospel. Magdala goes to get Simon Peter and John. They run to the tomb. And John is the younger one, by the way. He lands there first. It's a little aside. I think it was like a, I got there first kind of thing. He's writing this. And he gets there first, and out of respect for his elder, he waits until Simon goes in. Simon goes in. Simon sees the cloth. So what were the cloths? One is what we call the shroud that would have covered the entire body. The other cloth is the the death cloth, a cloth wrapped around the head so the mouth, when the person is dead, stays shut rather than stay shut. So that cloth. So he looks and he sees the cloth around the head wrapped up over there. He sees the shroud wrapped up over here. And he believes. He believes what happened. Not that somebody took the the body. No one would have taken the body and unwrapped it. They would have taken it and stolen it. He believes that Jesus himself rose from the dead, took the cloths off. He didn't need these shrouds any longer, and he put them aside, even taking the time to fold them. He had a good training from his mother, probably. (laughs) He folds the cloths, and he's not seen at that point. There are many renditions of the gospel, as you know, of the gospel of Easter, because they're trying to capture it. In another rendition, Magdala stays there. And she sees a man locally. And she says, where, where did you put his body? I'll, I'll go get it. And he talks to her. And she recognizes his voice. She says, Rabbi. My dear rabbi, Raboni. And she goes and she wants to embrace him. And Jesus says, no, no, not yet. I haven't ascended to my father. It was Jesus, alive. Cleaned up. No cloths, no burial cloths. And she places her faith in him. And she goes and tells the other apostles, I I have seen him. Not the empty tomb. I saw Jesus and I spoke to him. Just think of that. The first evangelist. What we do when we proclaim our faith is we are evangelizing, giving out the good news. The first evangelist is a woman, Mary Magdala. But Jesus gives her a message that's very succinct. The message that we have even to today in our own lives. Go tell my brothers, the apostles, that I am going ahead of them. 
and I'll meet you all in Galilee. Jesus went ahead. I don't know what that looked like. I don't know if we, if we were there, we would see a corpus, a body walking. I, I don't know if it was a, just a very special vision that she had of him, of the beatific vision, the, the, uh, excuse me, the glorified body of Christ. Changed, but same. Little different, and we know that because we will hear later on that he joins the apostles by just walking through the doors and not opening them. So the body is Jesus, the person is Jesus, but it's transformed, it's glorified. I will go ahead of you. And that's for you and me. Jesus arrives ahead of us. Yes, Jesus walked ahead of us. Yes, Jesus cried ahead of us. Yes, Jesus lost his father ahead of us. Yes, Jesus was there at the, at the resurrection of Lazarus ahead of us. All the things that you and I hear about. And then let's incorporate it into our own lives. Jesus was a child. I wasn't there, but I, I venture to say his mother had to discipline him in some way. He was God, so he wasn't a sinner, but he was probably a little, little wise guy. I mean, you know that from the story of the temple. We were looking for you all over during the Passover service. We went back with our relatives, and we're still looking for you. Hey, Ma, I'm, I'm my father's house. I mean, I don't know about your mother, but my mother, bang. Would, but not Jesus, not to Jesus, don't forget. I don't know what Mary said. She probably pulled this decision like, oh, how dare you? But what she says, she understands it, goes back into her heart's prayers from the angel Gabriel. She understood these things and she kept all these things in her heart. So Jesus goes ahead of us. So whatever you and I do, Jesus was there first. Jesus did it first. He lost friends. He was suffered. He, he fed people. He was charitable. He washed the feet of his disciples. He did things that show us what his whole life was all about. And as the Christ, he rises from the dead because what he did as the Son of God incarnate was to give us an example of everything our lives are supposed to be about. Absorbing our Christian faith and following him where he went first. He may not have been here in Roosevelt Island, but he saw trees that you see. He saw the, the earth that we feel. He was on the other side of the world, but he experienced it first. He went ahead of us. See, there's no accident that God the Father decides in all of creation to send his son incarnate as a baby, as these beautiful babies are here with us and making the beautiful sound that only babies can make. That was Jesus. He did that too. So whatever happens to us, we have to take it in the spirit of Jesus. We who absorb him and are following him. And he came to us as an example of how to get to the Father. We have Jesus of faith. And we have, we have the Jesus that we know. And because of our faith conflict and our faith experience, very quickly, look into what the 19th century theologians called the, the Christ of faith and, and the Jesus of history. The Jesus of history is incorporated into today's event. 
The Jesus of history is what Magdalene went to see. The body of that Jesus she went to see. Simon and, and John went to see the Jesus of history. But the Christ absorbed into the Jesus of history as one rose from the dead. He went before us. Where he is, we are destined to be. So as we live our lives, we're going to all die. It's morbid we to think about the separation, the pain, the anxiety. We know all about that. We've seen it in the pandemic. We've seen it in, in, in racial occurrences. We've seen it in, in our world. We've seen it in other countries. We know what death is all about. It's not a pleasant sight. And the original crucifixion wasn't a pleasant sight. But he went before us. That's key. Because what he experienced gives us a way. To follow with faith in the Christ of history. As Christ, it's ironic to say he wasn't hungry. As Jesus, he was hungry. It's that theological conflict and experience that we have when, we, when we're looking at Jesus. On the cross, I thirst. Well, that wasn't the Christ of faith. That was the human Jesus. Our faith indicates that he was God and man, all wrapped up into one. And as God, he chose that destiny. Why? Because it was a way for all of us to completely follow him and, and trust him, because he did it first. Trust him to get to the Father that way, through life. Through the ups and downs, through the anxieties, through the sharing, through the joys. Look to Jesus. He did everything except sin. And what did Jesus do? He went to parties. He sat and had wine with his friends. He went to weddings. Probably danced. I don't dance, but well, I used to dance a lot, but my back gave out. So, But Jesus danced at weddings as well, I'm sure. See, he was there first. He went ahead of us. That little phrase in, in the gospel just says so much. It's just packed with meaning and definition to console us every day. Whatever you and I go through, do it with Jesus. The nuns used to tell me, oh, offer it up to Jesus. I didn't understand what that meant as a child. But rather than offer it up to Jesus, and that's no okay phrase as well, do it with Jesus. If you're pregnant, do it with Jesus. If you're conceiving, do it with Jesus. If you're in a debate with your spouse, do it with Jesus. If you're disciplining your children, do it with Jesus. If you're at the bed of those who are dying, do it with Jesus. If you are the dying one, do it with Jesus. He went ahead. He understands what it was to console someone who is ill, what it was to be the person who was consoled. He went ahead of us. And again, the scriptures are so packed with meaning that if we, if we pull what we call Alexio Divina, which is a reflection, read the scripture, reflect on it, and then how does it apply to me? That's our, that's our challenge. Tomorrow's not going to be Easter, actually. It begins the octave of Easter, the eight days of Easter, and Easter goes until Pentecost Sunday. But that's the calendar Easter. 
The Easter of Jesus Christ goes on forever. He's always with us. We need to know that. We need to know that some of our family and friends are not coming to church today for various reasons, whether it is the pandemic and social distancing or whether it's a lack of faith or whatever, whatever reason, Jesus is with them. And we have to be with them through Jesus. What does that mean? Speak to Jesus. He's one with us. He spoke to the Magdalene. She didn't have a vision. She saw Jesus. She went back and told the apostle, I saw Jesus. He spoke to me. He told me he's on his way. You and I can speak to Jesus that same way. And we have the advantage of Jesus the Christ, the man and God, the incarnate one. They didn't know him that way. We do. Eventually, and as the scripture says, They did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. You and I know the scripture of rising from the dead. That's good. That's our history as Christians. That's our hope. To say Happy Easter is only tip of the iceberg. Rejoice in Easter. Live Easter. Live Jesus because he goes ahead of us. Happy Easter. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.